Listen as your day unfolds. Challenge what the future holds. Try and keep your head up to the sky. Lovers, they may cause you tears. Go ahead, release your fears. Stand up and be counted. Don't be ashamed to cry. Good morning. You're listening to William Sumner on the Inevitable Radio Show. You have far more power over your life than you know. Now, today is an incredibly special day for me because I have in studio a guest, uh, Joe Wyatt. Good morning and welcome to the Inevitable Radio Show. How are you? Doing great. So you listen to my show regularly. What, uh, what do you think? What questions do you have this morning? I've been struggling for the last year over self-improvement. Over the years, you know, you always look, I always look for a way to improve myself, for not only myself, but my family also. I want to improve my personal spiritual life. And, not, you know, it's, it's one thing to want to improve, but you have to be open and willing the mind has to be willing to accept a change. And I've always found change has been difficult, not only for me, and of course it seems like it, it has for a lot of people. So let me let me stop you for a second. You got a piece of paper. Write down three sentences that you used. One, to improve. Okay. Write down open and willing to accept change. Mm-hmm. And write down change is difficult. Those are three sentences that you just used. But these are just the ways your mind, and, and you will hear your program, your pattern, your strategy, as you listen to your English. And if you ever want to do this at home, or if you're in your car, tape yourself talking about something, and then sit back and, and write down. It's really important to write down because it's almost important to see the program in action as opposed to the normal unconscious flow of this is what my truth is, this is what I believe. Want to improve, open and willing to accept change, and change is difficult. Now, the first question I have is, is change really difficult? It seems to be to change an old habit. You go through, you have, you have a, a routine that you've done all of your life. And it, it just, it, sometimes it does seem difficult to, uh, uh, something s- uh, simple. Like I want, every morning, just about all my life, I've had a cup of coffee to get the day started. I want to, I'm going to eliminate coffee. Why do you want to eliminate coffee? Uh, I'm becoming more health conscious. The theme of today's show is this dual nature of life, that it has both half-full, half-empty problems, solution, etc. to it. So here's an interesting dual moment for you. Do you really want to get rid of a cup of coffee, or do you value your morning routine so much, the calmness, the certainty to sit on the front porch, to sit with your wife, to ponder the contemplation of your day, to gird your loins, to get ready for the battle that is the warrior life that you lead. Is the truth really that I want to get rid of coffee, or do you have a neural hook, a pattern that's so connected that to sit on the front porch with a cup of coffee or a cigarette and a cup of coffee or whatever your morning routine is... That's so powerful that to take coffee out of it, if you're focused on, I don't want coffee, well, what you have not done is you haven't created a morning routine 
that's just as powerful, that gives you the benefits that you want, that gives you the joy, gives you the comfort and ease, gives you the certainty of sitting on your front porch, when the mind focuses on not wanting coffee, the only real possibility you can create in that moment is more coffee. You have to focus on not, I don't want coffee. You have to focus on, I do want this great morning. I want a warm beverage. Make it tea, make it warm water, make it put ginger in it. I want the warm beverage, but what I really love about my morning is not the cup of coffee. It's the experience. It's the feelings. It's the Warmth, it's the comfort about that. The dual nature of life has one part of you saying, well, there's health, you know, consciousness beginning and say, okay, coffee's got to go. But another part of your brain at a higher level, and we know which side of your brain, which dual energy, what dual aspect is winning, because that's what you end up doing. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. It does. So my challenge for you when I said, is change difficult? Some people say, I don't want problems, but then other people, if you really go one layer deeper, they go, well, I want the problems that I want. I don't want the problems I don't want. I would tell you that change that you don't want is difficult. Change that you do want is absolutely easy. But when you have a blanket program that runs because you're associated and in the problem And going, well, yeah, if I really sat down and thought about it, there's a lot of change taking place in your life that you absolutely love. And it's not difficult at all. But in the moment that you create the program that says change is difficult, your brain goes, okay, game, set, match, over. I'm not going to remind you or focus on or associate or feel that there is some change that is great and there's some change that's painful. You want to just stay in the change is difficult program. That begins to run a pattern for you. Does that make sense? It does. And, and let me ask, when I get into my mind, change is difficult. You said, you know, the game's over. Now that leads in, to another, to a thought that parallels that is, why is it easier to be negative than it is to be positive? You mentioned something earlier, the, the half full, half empty. Positive, negative. It seems like it is easier to come up with a negative thought, which is more... It's it's easier for you, because okay. when you think about it, Joe, that's how your family thinks. If you came from a cockeyed optimist family where everybody's Ozzy and Harriet, and by the way, studies and research show that that's less than 10% of the population. Over 90% of the population is more anxiety-focused, problem-focused, you know, negative thought focus. And the reason is there's a great reason for that because people believe if I worry about, if I create a negative thought about, then I'm prepared for what life is going to do to me because there's an underlying belief that life is going to give me a hard challenge. Life is going to create crap for me today. And so if I think about it that way and focus on it that way and create negativity about it, then at least I'm prepared. Because if I go out into the world, you know, whistling, I'd like to teach the world to sing. Well, golly jeepers, when the other shoe falls, you're screwed. And you don't want to be that guy. Is there any four-year-old on this planet that accesses a negative thought first? I would say no. No, there isn't. 
Ken, there's a couple of virtual exceptions, but 99.9% of kids, when they're four, they don't think negative thoughts. They react to life as it's happening to them. If their toy breaks, they're devastated. Until you give them the new toy, they're ecstatic. They don't even remember the old toy. They don't even sit there and think, well, I'm not going to get excited about my new toy because it might break. They don't think that thought. They play with the new toy until it breaks, and then when it breaks, they're devastated again. They interact with life in a very real way, in a very present moment, and they don't have negative thoughts. You didn't have negative thoughts when you were four. You had to be taught, and so now... After many years of thinking a certain way, it is hard for you sometimes. But you have to understand, you're fighting not negative thoughts. What you're battling is a program that says, in order to best prepare myself for my day, I really have to anticipate the other shoe falling and something bad happening. That's the only way I can prepare for my day. Well, now, anticipating the other shoe falling, that is something a four-year-old has not experienced. Correct. It doesn't make sense that an adult who has experienced the other shoe falling to ignore the possibility. Yeah, but here's the counterintuition. Of all the times you've worried about, created anxiety about the other shoe falling, how many times did it actually fall? Okay, that's a good point because it very rarely, rarely falls. Rarely. Very rarely falls. And so at the end of the day, you've just lived an entire year of 365 days of worrying about the other shoe fall, and maybe it fell on five days. But you experienced 360 painful days to prepare for five. Thank you for listening to The Inevitable Podcast. Please visit our website for more information on this extraordinary coaching system at www.theinevitableu.com. Then, sign up for your two-week free trial of our membership to gain access to hundreds of hours of amazing content and tools just like this. Now, back to Bill. You'd be much better off if you created 365 days of nothing but optimism, and then you had five bad days, because when the other shoe fell and hit you in the head, it'd be a bad day. But you had 360 days to balance five. You think about the strategy, it doesn't make any sense. But it gets even better than that because you're not four anymore. You're an adult. And you now begin to take conscious command and control of this tool set. And so you still want to think about the other shoe falling. But just as today, when you are afraid of optimism and you don't want to associate great feelings to being optimistic, you're fully associated to being pessimistic, and the good feelings are dissociated, use the tool in reverse. You still anticipate the other shoe falling, but you created a dissociated space. You create a space where over there, if my life were to go bad over there, I'd have bad feelings over there. And if I had bad feelings and life turned to crap over there, then this is what I do over there. And meanwhile, what you do right here, right now in my body is, wow, I already know what I'll do when the other shoe falls over there. Right now in my body, in this space I'm creating, I'm excited. I'm happy. I'm joyous. I'm ready to go. I'm on top of the world. And if you ran that program, would it be hard to not access or create a negative thought? Okay, yeah, that, that, 
that makes a lot of sense. It makes. You're right. I, I do anticipate. I do think that it's something bad is going to happen every day. At the same time, I'm trying to be optimistic and, and positive. Yeah, I like I like the analogy you came up with. Yeah, you know something bad is going to happen. It's inevitable, but don't think about it. A coward dies a thousand deaths. Yeah. A hero dies but one. People create bad days, and then it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's going to be a bad day. It's going to be a bad day. It's going to be a bad day. Well, what didn't turn out to be a bad day, but when you go to bed that night, what did it feel like? You had a bad day. I want to go back. I want to, the, the question is the willingness. What would it be? The subconscious willingness to change? It, it, it seems difficult. You, 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 read it. you have to really sit down, Joe, and look at what is it I'm trying to change? Do I, am I really trying to change a cup of coffee? Or am I trying to change my morning routine? And so when you're trying to change a cup of coffee, but the more powerful program, strategy, pattern, whatever you want to call it, the more powerful truth that's operating in your life is my morning routine... Well, then you can record, well, it's really hard to take coffee out because you're focused on not wanting coffee. You're not focused on what really is transpiring, whether it's starting your business, taking coffee out of your life, quitting smoking, changing relationship with a spouse, whatever it is. We really have to go to what's the cause core program that's running. And generally, just like we talked about the negative or pessimistic program, it's really got a lot of benefits. When you think about it, I use this metaphor a lot. If you were an astronaut, do you want the space shuttle designed by a bunch of optimists or a bunch of pessimists? <laughs> I'm not sure how to answer that. I would, of course, optimist. No, because optimists are going to look at the design and be really excited about it and go, of course, it's going to work. The pessimists are going to work at, look at the design and point out every flaw, every problem. And they're going to be upset about it, and they're going to focus on it, and they're going to dig into it. You may want an optimist running the program, but you want every engineer working on your shuttle that your life's going to depend on. You want them to be pessimists because they're going to have produced the greatest possible design for that shuttle to function flawlessly. There's a lot of value and benefit to pessimism. What I want every listener on this show and everybody that I come in contact with is to understand, control the program, manage the program. Don't record that it's hard or it's on its own or that you can't or that it is or that change is. That's all crap because you've had great change in your life and loved it. And you've had painful change in your life and you've hated it. So you just have to take control of the program and say... I'm in charge of what I want today. And you have that ability. All the listeners have it, that ability. A far more higher, powerful ability to control their reality than the fact that they believe it's happening to them. They are creating it with every breath. Just as every four-year-old creates reality with every breath. The toy still breaks but they have far more happy moments in life. And at the end of the day, the toy is the toy and life is life. 
Now where's your brain spinning? You're looking off into the distance there. The question, uh, once again, I want to change. It's the mind is going down one direction that I, I grew up with, and I see a more positive direction to take, but it's almost like there's a block there that doesn't allow the change or the thoughts to flow naturally. But tell me what the block is. If I knew what the block was, I wouldn't have to ask the question. <laughs> I mean, I can't tell you. Is it? Is it? So let's years, look at the cup of coffee. Is it years of programming from family, friends, environment? I mean, is that is, is that possibly the block that I need to overcome? Well, that's how the block got there. That's that is the mechanism that puts the block in. There's a great study that talks about. They did research where they. This is back in the days when they were really testing uh, animals, and when they created repetitive motions in monkeys and did it ten thousand times, and then unwired it such that they didn't have to do the repetitive motions. They continued them regardless whether the stimulus was there. Now, they took the same experiment but only repeated it a 100 times as opposed to thousands of times. And they created the same outcome, but what they did different is they connected such emotional intensity to the stimulus that repetition or intensity create the same outcome. So if you want to change, you can have little tiny thoughts and have a lot of them, or you can create really same little tiny thoughts but attach big, powerful emotions to them. And again, so think about this. This is why this inhibits us from changing. We'll think positive, 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 but we're dissociated from it. It's not a big emotional experience. But the one negative thought that comes in, or we see the one news item, and all of a sudden our fear, it's hooked. We're emotionally energized and engaged at a high level, hooked to the fear and to the pain, not to the solution. And although we had a lot of days and a lot of positive thoughts with no emotional intensity connected to it, you now create one negative emotional experience and you put a lot of intensity to it, you just wiped yourself out and you're back to zero. But again, you have the ability to have the negative thought, just don't put any emotional intensity to it. It's over there. Over there, when my toy breaks over there, then I'll get upset about it. Today, my toy's working fine. So the block that many people record, it's their own focus on and creation of the fact that I can't do this. And when you listen to what you said, probably three times in there you said, I can't change or I can't do this. And even think about the I can't program. Game, set, match, done. When you say you do not have the capability, the brain isn't going to go, well, sure you do. It's not going to overrule your command and control guidance. You have to say, I'm struggling with, or I have changed in the past, but I'm not changing on this one. Already you're halfway in a better place to create a solution for yourself. You have far more power, far more magic than you know. Go make an incredible day for yourself. Take care. Thank you for listening to The Inevitable Podcast. Please visit our website for more information on this extraordinary coaching system at www.theinevitableu.com. Then sign up for your two-week free trial of our membership to gain access to hundreds of hours of amazing content and tools just like this.